2: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Monday, February 21st, a holiday Monday on both sides of the border. It's President's Day in the United States. It is uh, Family Day. I think there's a couple provinces that call it something else uh, that might have the day off as well. But either way, there's a lot of people uh, that are home today on a holiday. Uh, And as a result, we've got afternoon hockey on a Monday. We already have one game underway, Colorado and Boston. There's uh, four more games still to come on this uh, Monday slate. So looking forward to breaking those down. Ian Cameron we got Alex B. Smith and Andrew McGinnis back with us on a Monday. Uh, Looking forward to it. Uh, It was a great show. It's great shows over the weekend. Definitely. And good show yesterday. Profitable Sunday for me. Best bet was uh, couldn't have been any easier. We said it was going to be a goal fest with Buffalo and Columbus. And it proved to be that way uh, with just bad goaltending. As soon as you saw J.F. Berube's name, I was interested. Uh, definitely in CNN over there in that game, and it uh, worked out well. Uh, so it was a good Sat Sunday, and I've got to pat myself on the shoulders for that call on the Montreal Canadiens yesterday. Plus 250 against the New York Islanders. I said Islanders can't be laying that price, and Andrew Hammond's come in there before in his career and, and played well in, in spot duty. Uh, remember what he did with the Senators seven years ago? It was pretty much seven years ago to this day. He joined the Senators. He went on this little bit of a run. Uh, The Hamburglar sensation started people chucking burgers on the ice when he won games for the Ottawa Senators. I still remember that. I mean, the pair and I said it yesterday, the parallels, Andrew Hammond to Jeremy Lin uh, in the NBA. It's unbelievable that the similarity where it was just sanity for like two months and then he dropped off the face of the planet. And then same kind of with Andrew Hammond years ago, had that little run for about a month and never heard from him again until yesterday. Uh, when he stepped up and got the big win for the Montreal Canadiens. So, uh, good stuff yesterday. We'll see how we can uh, add to the profits here on this uh, Monday. Uh, Alex, uh, just some thoughts from the weekend, uh, observations, any games you want to talk about, any teams from what we saw over the weekend.
1: You know, it's weird. I didn't bet a lot this weekend because we're seeing these massive favorites, and even now with the the games we have left on the board, obviously we got one starting an hour, one that's already in the second period. we're seeing these massive favorites, and I know a lot of people are jumping into the pool with, with regulation bets, which is something I've done for years. We've all talked about it on this show for years. You gotta be really careful because we're now getting in that second half of the season where teams are gonna start playing a little tighter and we're gonna start seeing some of these teams, you know, especially you know, looking at pl- playoff races. Great uh, example would have been uh, Vegas and LA the other night. The game goes into overtime, and the Kings actually end up getting the win. as an underdog. So you got to be very careful with your spots. There's going to be some spots where you're going to see some big blowouts. There's going to be some other spots where you're going to start seeing those games go into overtime. So, Drew, grabbing that regulation, yes, it's better value, better price, but you got to know the spot because we're going to start seeing a lot more ties when teams both need points. They're not going to try and risk it, you know, five, six minutes left in the game and walk out of there empty-handed. They're going to try to at least get a point in the standings.
2: a good point. There's no question. Uh, You're going to see a lot more three point games and it's obviously going to make that's why it's so difficult for teams that bury themselves a hole and dig themselves a hole in the playoff race to come out of it like teams that are like seven, eight, ten points back of a playoff spot with about a month or two months left. It's difficult to make up that ground because there's gonna be so many teams playing three point games and trying to secure one point. You know, if the game is close late in the third period, Uh, Andrew, uh, how was your weekend?
0: it was good ian i enjoyed uh, jumping on the the you know the show with you on saturday a couple great guys with us as well um you know i was disappointed because saturday i didn't like the card that much at least i thought i didn't i go on the ice guys show and uh a lot of the plays i talked about did well unfortunately i didn't bet all of them uh the word lean was said too much for me out of my mouth and those leans were the ones that came through and that's never really fun i mean it's good to know that you're on the right page but Kind of stinks that way. But I just wanted to say, guys, kind of my own version of what Alex just said, you're going to start seeing and I hate using all these cliche expressions, but letdown spots are a real thing right now, because look at even look at even Colorado, look at some of these teams that are so dominant and then certain spots, they're going to just kind of play down their opponent's competition. We've seen that with Vegas. We've seen that with the Maple Leafs. seen that all the time with certain teams. And so if you're looking at these schedules, I honestly would be really worried about for some teams laying even the puck line or laying big prices, especially laying that first period puck line, because teams like Buffalo, Columbus, you know, no matter who it might really be, uh, even the coyotes, you know, those are the teams that are going to be wanting to just play spoiler, especially in that first period. So, um, be careful of the team you're betting on has just played three or four games in a row against really great teams. And all of a sudden they're playing a weaker opponent might not be the best spot to just jump on. Yeah, there's definitely that
2: uh, case. It's all about playing up or down uh, to your level of a competition. We've seen that uh, definitely today. Uh, and I'm just going to uh, play, uh, just give a little hint of what's coming on the show today. If you thought my call on the Montreal Canadians at plus two fifty yesterday was a shocker. I've got another shocker uh, on tap today uh, in the NHL. So uh, looking forward to talking about that in just a little bit. Uh, I'm going to try to make it my goal to take a, uh, if it makes sense, if I think it's overpriced, if I think the matchup is closer than the price indicates on the big favorite, I'm going to be looking at some big dogs moving forward, not maybe one every single show, but I'm going to try to make a case for one. And I do have made a case for one. Uh, later tonight or later today on this card so looking forward to getting to that let's get into today's card let's start with a game that is about probably about an hour and a a bit away from starting 3 30 p.m Uh, they're actually 3 p.m eastern it's about 40 minutes away from starting top of the hour carolina hurricanes philadelphia flyers we've got carolina minus 235 road favorites uh six and a half the total uh in this game this is not the big underdog that i have in mind uh, on the uh, card today with the uh, philadelphia flyers um Look, this is not a great situation for Carolina. Let's start there. They played in Pittsburgh yesterday. Big win. Physical game. Intense game. Back and forth. Carolina got off to a great start. Penguins rallied back. Tied the game. uh, And Pittsburgh ended up, or Carolina went ahead 3-2. Pittsburgh tied it again. uh, and Or actually, Pittsburgh went up 4-2. Pittsburgh made it 4-3. Uh, And then they uh, tried to tie it, but they fell short. 4-3 was the uh, final for Carolina. Big win in Pittsburgh. They're on a back-to-back. This is going to be the third game in four nights uh, for the Carolina Hurricanes. Four days, I should say, with this being an afternoon game. So it's not necessarily a great situation schedule-wise for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes uh, going into this game. Uh, On the flip side, you've got Philadelphia. Uh, it just continues to be uh, find ways to lose for the Philadelphia Flyers. Four straight losses. I can't fault their effort the last two games. You know, Pittsburgh on the night Sidney Crosby got his 500th career goal. Flyers played well at times. But when push came to shove, defensive breakdowns happened, shitty goaltending happened. Uh, and Pittsburgh ended up uh, coming back and winning that game in overtime. Same thing with Washington. And I was on the over. Alex, I think, had the over as well. Capitals and Flyers in that game. Pretty solid effort from the Flyers, but push came to shove. Bad goaltending, breakdowns when you couldn't have it. Washington ties the game, goes ahead 4-3, and then gets the empty net goal to make it 5-3. That's the issue with Philadelphia. They have these colossal blunders defensively just when it looks like they're maybe on the verge of winning a hockey game. And now they're playing a Hurricanes team that, you know, in spite of the fatigue spot, in spite of the three and four days spot, they're putting up goals right now, nine in the last two games for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. And now we get to see that a late scratch has happened for the Philadelphia Flyers for Carter Hart. Not going to play in this game. He was expected uh, to be the starter here uh, for the uh, Flyers today. Not going to be the case. And instead, we get our old friend, Mr. Beachball, as in uh, it seems like he can't stop them uh, in between the pipes. Uh, Martin Jones uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. Mr. Beachball, Mr. Beach. Let's get the sand. Let's get, let's start digging some castles. Let's make some sand castles at the beach. Uh, Martin Jones is in that today, uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So, I mean, we saw, it, and he started in that game against the Capitals, and you saw it. I mean, just couldn't make a save when it, he needed to. Uh, it's just absolutely a dreadful for him. The run that he's on, he's pretty much good to give up four goals minimum in the majority of his starts lately. Um, so this for me is a Carolina team total uh, over three and a half here minus one forty 140, minus one forty five. Uh, I like that bet. It's my strongest play on this game. Uh, I would lean to the full game over as well. A smaller bet on that six six and a half, depending on uh, where you're uh, betting and at which book you can bet it. Uh, I definitely think we'll see most a lot of goals from Carolina. It Wouldn't even surprise me to see Philly score a couple because the one thing you're seeing from the Flyers. They're on this stretch where they've scored, I believe, two goals at least in like eight straight games or eight of their last nine. So they have been good to contribute a little bit uh, to the offense. And they might here against a Carolina team that, again, has played a lot of hockey in a short period of time, back to back, third and four days. So I like Carolina team total over three and a half, full game over. And I like two shots on goal props for Carolina. Tavo Taravainen over two and a half shots on goal. What more needs to be said? He's gone over two and a half shots in eight of his last ten games. Uh, He's shooting the puck a lot. Uh, He's probably going to get a lot of power play time because Philly can't stay out of the box. So uh, Taravainen over shots and Svechnikov for the uh, Hurricanes as well. Over three and a half shots at around plus 110. Uh, He's been trending over shots on goal a lot on the road as well. And that's something I like to see in this uh, game. Uh, for that prop, so Svechnikov over three and a half shots, and uh, Tara Vinan uh, over two and a half shots here uh, in this game for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Carolina,
1: Philly? Yeah, you mentioned how this could be a tricky spot here for Carolina, the second of a back to back, know, that Pittsburgh, Philly road swing and end being both day games, uh, on a Sunday, Monday. So that's a, a bit of an, of an odd scheduling spot. We've also seen these two teams played, you know, a day game that was going back in November and Black Friday, I feel like it was going to be a, a up-and-down game, and we end up, uh, you know, this game was kind of a bit low, lower scoring than we expected, but still, series-wise, 13-6 to the over the last 19 meetings. Uh, and you mentioned Mr. Beachball, I like that, with uh, Martin Jones. So uh, having him in that and have possibly a Carolina team that, like I said, you know, could give up some goals here, and a Philly team that has scored three or more goals in six of the last seven games. Like you said, they're giving them up, but they're also getting them in as well. So uh, we'll, we'll make a frozen margarita on the beach, and we'll go with the over six for the full game. All right. Frozen margaritas sound good, even on February
2: 21st. It sounds <laughs> like a plan to me. Uh, over the total for Alex. Uh, yeah, Martin Jones, and 6 His last six starts, 4.43 uh, goals against average. Is that good? What do you think? Terrible. <laughs> Not quite. Uh,
0: Andrew, what do you think here? Hurricanes and Flyers. I just want to say real quick, I just locked in over five and a half plus 110. Colorado, Boston going on right now. Uh, over five. that and a half.
2: live betting recommendation on the ice guys? Yeah.
0: Colorado down to nothing. We got some Monday afternoon NHL action. I think we're going to see uh, some more goals in this second period and hopefully a bigger third period. So a uh, quick little live bet there. But in this one here, guys, um, I'll be straight up. Uh, Carolina and Calgary I put them t- together made plus one10 two teamer uh, I love those uh, shots on goal props you mentioned there Ian. Philadelphia is it's just a team that I get what you guys are saying but uh, even with the four three win for the Pittsburgh Penguins um I know I mentioned quote for quote let down spots at the start of the show. I just don't think Carolina's really a team we'll have to worry about that with Brandon Moore does a great job of keeping his team locked and they're not really a team that has just three or four guys that score. That's the best part about Carolina. So even if their top guys don't have a great night, I still feel like they can put out some goals and win this game. Obviously give the goaltending edge. I think we've all made that pretty clear in this one. And uh, that's what I've locked in so far, guys, to be honest. So uh, just a two-teamer, regular uh, unit bet for me with just two teams together, Calgary and Carolina.
2: All right, there you go. Calgary and Carolina, money line parlay for uh, Andrew. And uh, certainly, Carolina playing great and the team, and we'll get to that game next. Calgary's uh, playing great uh, as well. So, money line parlay for Andrew in that, uh, but with the, uh, or t- on today's card rather, with Carolina and Calgary. Speaking of Calgary, on we go. It's Winnipeg taking on Calgary. We've got uh, Winnipeg, or sorry, I've got these reversed here. Hold on. Uh, we've got Calgary minus uh, 230 uh, in this one. Uh, The total, uh, six, uh, pretty much across the board uh, in this matchup. Boy, if it's uh, Calgary plus 195, not Winnipeg plus 195, we'd be uh, unloading on this one uh, for sure. There we go. Calgary minus 230, total six uh, in this matchup, Jets and Flames. Um, So this is the dog. This is the dog that I have circled and I have bet today. The Winnipeg Jets, believe it or not, uh, plus 195. This is a team that we're starting to see a very distinct performance pattern with the Winnipeg Jets of late. Elevate and play their absolute tails off and their absolute best against the best teams and then fall flat against the weaker competition. And we have seen that basically on display for uh, Winnipeg. You're doing something right if you're the... We know the Jets are capable, right? You just beat Minnesota twice in two weeks. You know, that's two very impressive wins they had uh, against the Minnesota Wild. But the problem is... They get, you know, they get too overconfident or they see a lesser foe coming into their building or they play a weaker team on the road and they don't match that performance level. That's been a consistent problem for the Jets. And, you know, they played Seattle and they beat Seattle after beating Minnesota at home, but they weren't all that impressive. They let Seattle hang around. They did what they had to to get the win, but that was about it. Of course, against Edmonton, we know Edmonton's been playing terrific since the coaching change prior to last night, of course, when they, uh, we're in a brutal spot against Minnesota, five games and seven nights. And you could tell that team was just uh, very, very gassed, fatigued, making mistakes all over the ice. Uh, but Winnipeg loses to that uh, surging Edmonton team on Saturday, four to two. I do like that the Jets battled back. They were down three, nothing. They made it interesting, uh, but fell short four two in that game. And look, Calgary is on an absolute roll right now. Nine straight. This is more than anything else, you know, a pricing situation. Let's look at these last four games for Calgary, which they've won uh, against the Islanders, the Jackets, the Ducks, and the Seattle Kraken. Well, we saw the Flames about minus 220 home favorites against the Islanders. We saw the minus uh, 265 uh, against Columbus. Just those two games, you know, Islanders and the Jackets. Jackets are struggling. Jackets aren't that great. They did win yesterday, but they played Buffalo. And the Islanders have been a mess for a long time. And we saw the Flames minus 220 against the Islanders, minus 265 uh, against Columbus. Well, here they are in this game, minus 230 against a team that is not complete garbage, a team that is very capable. And when you look at this matchup here, Winnipeg's done well recently head-to-head against Calgary. They really have. They've been a tough team for Calgary to deal with. And look, Calgary could have beat Seattle 6-1 saturday night even though that game finished two to one they outshot seattle they had a bunch of chances they hit a couple posts grubauer was terrific in that they missed a couple of wide open nets as well but i also want to make note of the fact that even though seattle didn't have a ton of shots on goal a lot of their shots were very high danger you know as in the extreme high danger and markstrom had to kind of bail them out in those instances so even though it was a low shot Volume game for the Kraken Saturday night. They had a boatload of real quality looks and chances uh, on goal uh, in that game Saturday night. So, to me, this is a this is a price play, kind of like the way I felt with Montreal yesterday. It's just too much now to be putting Calgary out there minus two thirty. If they priced this game four weeks ago before Calgary Shellac, Vegas, and which is what kickstarted this terrific run for them, they're laying minus one forty or fifty here tops. All right, that's what they're laying in this game. They're not laying anywhere close to minus 230. So, and the one thing about Winnipeg, 4-0 and off a loss, their last four games. We've gotten good efforts from them uh, off a defeat. So, this is a price play for me. It's just too too heavily priced toward Calgary. They're obviously a freight train right now. It's not easy to get in front of it, uh, but I'm going to try to today with Winnipeg here, plus uh, 195, even plus 200 in a couple spots. And I like this game over the total as well. Uh, I think you're going to see that. Both of these teams have played a shit ton of games in a condensed period of time. I think you're going to see blunders. I think you're going to see mistakes. I think you're going to see turnovers uh, in this game. Chris Otto is thinking what I'm kind of thinking too. I could see a first period, both teams to score in this game at a very tantalizing price, plus 175 for sure. Uh, Very good price in that. So I definitely like goals here uh, in this one, Jets and Flames over. I think for the Jets, it's seven games in 10 days. And I think for the flames at six games in 10 days so it's a lot of hockey for these two teams lately i think you see it show up and mentally physically you know you're making mistakes you're coughing up the puck and you're giving up prime chances to the opponents. so i like over the total and i'm taking my shot here today this is my dog of the day i guess you could say winnipeg plus 195 hey st louis on saturday was you know a dog that i recommended it cashed in montreal yesterday see if we can uh uh St- strike again here today with Winnipeg. Not easy. You know, I'm going uh, up against an absolute juggernaut at the moment, Calgary. But I'm going to take my chance here. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Winnipeg, Calgary.
1: Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the side in this one. And I, I, you make a great case, obviously, to to back Winnipeg here with that price. Uh, but this is a Calgary team, as you mentioned, nine in a row. They're just on, on an absolute tear. You look at their schedule. you still got a lot of games left at home. This is the end of a, of a homestand and then they go on the road for a, a, a single spot and they come back. Uh, this is, they're just in, in good momentum and good form right now. It's a team that I did not think would be uh, near the top of the Pacific Division going into uh, the end of February for sure. Definitely going to get crushed for having that uh, un, under 92 points that's going to fly over. But as far as this game goes, I like the first period over. It's at $1.40, which is kind of my cutoff range. So I'm, pro- I'm going to wait and play it in game. Try to get it a, a little bit of a better price, and I don't have to wait too long for that. Uh, as you don't want to wait too long anyway, especially with Calgary. They've been on a nice run to the first period over at the late. Uh, but like I said, I could definitely see where both teams score in this one and go back and forth. So a lean with the full game over as well, but I like that first period over a bit more. If you like to lay a dollar forty, it's fine. I, I'd suggest waiting a couple minutes in game and getting a better price.
2: All right, great stuff. Um, Kyle Connor shots on goal. And Shifley for the Jets, you know, shots on goal, goal score props for the Flames. leas Lindholm, how do you not? It's an incredible goal scoring streak for him. Uh, over shots on goal again for Lindholm as well is worth a look. Backlund's been going over his I'm shots on goal. You. Credit to Jake Hahn, a couple Saturdays ago on our show that mentioned Michael Backlund over shots on goal has been cashing like a freight train uh, of late. So Michael Backlund for the. Uh, Calgary Flames over shots on goal because I've been taking it ever since he mentioned it. I've been betting that prop and it's cashed. It hasn't always, but more often than not, it has gone over with uh, Michael Backlund shots on goal as well uh, for Calgary. Uh, Andrew, uh, obviously, you already mentioned Calgary is the second piece of that parlay for you with uh, Carolina. But uh, any other comments you want to make on Jets versus Flames?
0: Yeah, I've locked in. You can get it at DraftKings, the one you just mentioned. Really, uh, Lindholm over two and a half shots minus one twenty. Really like that. Many people don't know that Calgary. Uh, second most shots in the league, uh, they're averaging. So uh, they're up there, they're firing the puck, they don't sit back, they don't um, take their time, they fire the puck at the net. And even if they don't win games, you can make some money off, uh, you know, taking a look at them with their shots on goal props. And look, obviously, like you said, I mean, it's a it's a lot of things, things add up here. Um, I'm one to always talk about how a team if they played weaker opponents, you play a better team, it can definitely surprise you a little bit. But I just don't like how Winnipeg can go from scoring six goals against Minnesota um, to you know only scoring one against a team like Chicago or uh, losing three1 to Philadelphia. I just don't want to deal with an inconsistent team like that. And I know that hockey handicapping is all about what have you done for me lately, but what have they done for me lately is not shown me anything consistency, consistently. So Calgary has proven to have an offense right now. I'll challenge Winnipeg to score four goals because I think that's what they'll need. To beat this uh Calgary team so I, I think that Connor hellebuck if he gets some help this is a dangerous Winnipeg team but if he doesn't get that goal support consistently uh they're in top they have done well against Pacific division though like you mentioned Ian Winnipeg has done well against the Pacific hellebuck has done well against Calgary um so no I'm not recommending the minus one, uh, 230 here but uh, I do like that two team parlay and uh this is going real well uh, for this live.
2: One time bullet. Just saw it. Yep. Great shot. Yeah. One timer. Three, one Bruins now. So two goals since uh, Andrew hopped Let's on there, over five and a half. Nice the, call, Andrew. Bruins Thanks. and abs. And it's opening up a little bit because again, Colorado down two. nothing. once, the, once Boston made it two nothing. You just got to have that sixth sense from a live betting standpoint that Colorado's got to open the game up at that time uh you know they have to they're down by two goals and since then we've seen a little bit more free flowing up and down trade chances kind of hockey and now with 525 to go in the second period it's 3-1 and there's still plenty of time obviously two goals is all you need now uh, for this over five and a half year i hate to be repetitive because people are going to think i did you bet every game over the total uh ian I mean, I always get asked that. I mean, because I'm on so many overs. Do you see the way the the, the the games have been trending lately? There's a reason I'm going that way. Yeah. I mean, even yesterday. I mean, uh, I made a case for uh, I made a case for Minnesota Edmonton over. I made a case for Florida Chicago over, which, by the way, was a horrendous beat for the under because you had two empty yeah. net goals for Florida in the final uh, minute of that game. And of course, Buffalo Columbus. It went without saying that game had just over and a shit show and a slop fest written all over it. Uh, And that's exactly what ended up happening. So, you know, people always, you know, just they say, "Can, can you ever bet an under? Can you ever recommend an under on your show ever? Like it's just, and I can from time to time. But
1: as I've mentioned, the few unders I do recommend seem to still go over. Yeah, no, I've I've gotten the same same thing as well. Mostly on Twitter, where people ask about that. And obviously, with the first periods, it's you I'm always looking at it over for the most part. But with full games, and, and it's kind of a correlated. I always look for an under adjusted in game. I, I can't remember the last time I bet an under pre game. It's probably been two seasons, honestly, uh, right. because just the way that the, the game has has evolved offensively, we're just seeing you know these higher scoring starts. Uh, and not only that, but you know, Chris Otto mentioned in the chat, you have a team like Carolina, a great offense, but right now they're in a slump as far as getting things rolling in the first period. But they're getting tons of goals in the later 40 minutes, those those last two periods, uh, and games are finding their way over the total. Like I said, the, the bad beat. If you had first period under or full game under with uh, Hawks and, and Panthers yesterday, it was a horrible beat. You had Patrick Kane get that second goal to tie the game at one. Uh, you know, late in, in that first period. I, it's funny because I actually waited and got over half a goal. So I didn't have, need that second one. But uh, there's just certain spots where unders just, I mean, they just don't make sense for the most part nowadays. Even unless you see a heavy trend uh, with good teams, you're still going to ha- find spots where the over makes more sense.
2: Yeah, and certainly it's opened up now. 4 1 Boston. They just added another goal barely across the line. And they needed like the curlers, the sweepers. Hard, real hard, sweep, hard, hurry hard. Yeah, <laughs> get the sweep, get the brooms out to no, snow. It was already over the line. So they didn't have to do that. Uh, it was already just barely over the line. So it's 4 1 now for the uh,
0: Boston Bruins. I know you'll feel me on this one, Alex. I had <gasps> the over in the first period as an official play. Yeah, yeah. And even then, yeah. like even the unders you cast it guys, it's
2: almost like accidental I, victories because you I, deserve the that, that that should have been more than a goal for Boston. The the pressure. Oh, had. definitely,
1: yeah. Th- that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there was, and I jumped in on it. I grabbed it at plus one seventy. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, I'm, and I'm listening to the game on radio actually. But I'm hearing there's nothing but chances back and forth. Nothing goes in. You know, you get a goal late from Boston. So the, and that's the thing. It's just you know, unders. Like I said, when they do hit, it's really not a deserved win most of the time. It's usually just oh, the goaltenders were playing lights out, or, or the shot chances were of good quality. But uh, for the most part, overs are just just the play that makes sense. That,
2: that's that's what that's that's basically the main point I'm hitting at, Alex. Hundred yeah. percent right. The unders I find when you win them, it's by accident. It's because the goalies are standing on their heads or there's goalposts or there's a ton of missed chances. Rarely do I find your unders are winning these days in the modern NHL because it's a low event period or it's a low event game or there's not a lot going on or there's not many chances. Or it's a lot of neutral zone play. Right. You know, I'm not seeing that very much these days uh, in the NHL. I find when you do cash an under, it's almost, whew, wow, dodged a few bullets there. <laughs>
1: That's and you know, and it, and it right. might shape up for something good, you know, going into the postseason. Because if we see these teams kind of still play at a level where, you know, like I said, no one's really locking things down defensively, we know that's going to change in the playoffs. Maybe the bookmakers don't adjust and 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 they start posting, keep continue to post these sixes and six and a halfs early. Obviously, that'll change right away once you start seeing some unders because everybody just automatically goes and takes a goal off uh, of the total once it becomes the postseason. So. It'll be something we have to kind of keep an eye on, you know, heading into the later part of this year.
2: Yeah, definitely. Great point there. We go to Toronto and Montreal now. The last two games are night games tonight. The only two night games. Uh, we've got Toronto minus 390, minus 400. This open minus 280. Talk about a move toward Toronto, over a buck, over a dollar move toward the Toronto Maple Leafs here. Uh, six the total. The only thing I can siphon here from a value standpoint, on, because Toronto certainly you would think is in a good situation here. They lost at home to St. Louis. They weren't thrilled with their effort in that game, particularly defensively. Some breakdowns in front of Campbell led to some tap-in easy goals for the Blues uh, on Saturday night. You'd think Toronto has a shot, good chance to bounce back here. The only value you can maybe extract out of Toronto here is maybe a first-period puck line at even money, You know, minus a half. And even that, it's plus 100, minus 105 you know, at some spots with that, but I think that is a good bet. I did bet that myself. Leafs first period puck line, uh, minus a half plus a hundred minus one Oh five. Other than that, that's about it. I think they'll win this game. Now I was on Montreal yesterday, but they rallied around the Hamburglar. They were playing a, an Islanders team. That just didn't, couldn't be trusted laying more than minus 200. And the Canadians got the Canadians are playing better under San Louis the last couple of games. And they're starting to show some structure defensively. Let's give them credit. That's two unders in a row. Remember this over Bonanza for Montreal? And now all of a sudden, two straight unders for them. Uh, the St. Louis game stayed under. The Islander game yesterday stayed under. So they're suddenly starting to play a little bit of better team defense for Marty St. Louis, which has been good to see. Going to be up against it, though, defensively tonight, possibly. We know what this Toronto offense can do. Uh, it'll be a challenge for Montreal tonight. But uh, I lean over, but I like Toronto first period more than that. Uh, Andrew, we know you got to run in a couple of minutes, so I'll let you talk about this game here and as well the final game, Seattle-Vancouver.
0: Yeah, look, I I mean, uh, I think that that Blues game uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, dropping that one and giving up six goals, that adds some big motivation for them coming into this one. It's already a rivalry game. Uh, Let's not forget about what happened in the playoffs last year. These teams haven't met, actually, guys, since opening night, and they usually do this. They save the Montreal-Toronto games for springtime or uh, after the new year. My bet that I've made so far on this game is the first period over 1.5. Uh, that's where I've loaded. I expect a fast start. Uh, I think both teams can get involved. Um, you know, under Martin St. Louis, we have heard people talk about the system play for Ducharme and how the younger guys like Caulfield and Suzuki are kind of getting a little more freedom out there. But freedom could also lead to sloppiness as well. So um, I'm not saying I don't advocate for the over full, full game. I just really think that we'll get a good first period, whether it's the Habs contributing or whether it's the Leeds pulling it on in frustration from their last game. Uh, two, you know, a third stringer for one team, a backup for the next. Um, I think we're going to get an over in the first period. So that's all I played so far in that one, guys. Last game of the night. This is just a lean, no action really yet so far. I think Canucks in Seattle can go under, and if I actually was playing a dog today, the Kraken would actually be my dog tonight i feel like the dog would be barking in that game and uh vancouver's given up some goals recently so um i think we can go with the under in that one uh, i'd love to get six but it seems like a lot of books uh especially in the um like north american markets have five and a half um so that's really what i looked there for guys best bet's going to be that bruin excuse me that maple Leafs and halves over one and a half first period there you go. Best bet. Toronto-Montreal over one and a half first a half. First period for
2: uh, Andrew with his uh, best bet in that game. And, of course, uh, you can get the uh, uh, that one at minus, uh, looks like 135 at some spot. Got, yeah, Not a bad, bad price. Yep. Not a bad price at all on that. Over one and a half, minus 135. First period, Toronto uh, and Montreal. Going to be interesting. Seattle-Vancouver. We'll get to that in a sec. Bruce Boudreaux, it. for the first time, he I ripped assume. his team after the Anaheim game. We'll see if the Canucks respond. There he is, uh, Andrew McGinnis. Uh, he's got a role. Uh, thank him for joining us. Uh, and, of course, he'll be with us all week and on the BetCast tomorrow night, which we're looking forward to uh, for sure. Uh, Alex, Leafs and Habs, what do you like?
1: Yeah, I'm right there with Andrew on that first period over. I grabbed it. I, I was actually able to get minus $1. thirty-five and it quickly bumped to one forty. So, once again, like I said, that's my threshold. I, I, I like playing this one right now because of the fact Toronto's one of those teams that does kind of score quickly. And, you know, you wonder, like I said, with Montreal, their defense. Yeah, they've had a couple three, two games, but if the floodgates open up, it'll be quick. So I'd say grab it now pregame. And uh, as opposed to trying to wait and, and get that better adjusted price, like I said, sometimes you, you, you have to be careful to pick your spots with that, that uh, kind of method. So, we're fine with laying a dollar thirty-five or dollar forty here, but honestly, I could see where maybe this one slows down a bit. I just talked about how, like, if I look at unders, it would be adjusted in game. This is a a one-one or two-nothing Maple Leafs. Uh, you know, after 20 minutes, I wouldn't be shocked, and maybe look to take a six and a half or seven, and see it kind of slow down a bit because Montreal. I mean, they have to know they can't keep pace and go back and forth trading goals with the Leafs. And if you look at the Leafs, they haven't been giving up a lot of goals either. Like I said, when they have their outbursts, they've you know been holding teams to two and three goals. So it's uh, not to say that Montreal. You know, if they go down to nothing, they're not going to automatically come back and tie that game up at two. Uh, instantly we might see this game trend under. So that's the theory I have lined up now. I may not end up doing that, but for sure, I'm already on the first period over. I like that play a lot.
2: All right. So, uh, Alex with, uh, Andrew here on the first period over, uh, one and a half minus half minus one thirty-five uh, in this game, Leafs and Habs, uh, rich in the chat saying that M- Michael bunting to score. Yeah. Why not? Uh, bunting with Matthews and Marner. That's what it looks like. The line is going to be tonight. Matthews, Marner and bunting, uh, on the top line for, uh, Toronto tonight, uh, and plus 200 plus 225, even with Michael Bunting and some, at some books, here's a guy that scored in three of the last five games, six of the last 10 games for the, uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you know, he's been finding the back of the net for them and and that's not a bad price at all. Uh, certainly look, you look at it, uh, Bunting has scored in uh, five of the last 10 games, I should say for the Leafs, Matthews has scored in just five of the last 10 games for the Leafs. You got to lay minus one sixty with Matthews. You can get plus two hundred to plus two twenty five with Bunting. So there you go. I mean, which which would you rather have? Like, I know, I know Matthews can score every night. He's a threat to score every night, definitely. But at a price point where Bunting has scored the same amount of goals and has scored in the same amount of games in the last ten as Austin Matthews, five out of the last ten, you'd rather have that plus price with Bunting, if you ask me. So. I like that prop. Good to find there, Rich, and I agree. I'll probably have a few bucks on that too. All right, final game, Seattle and Vancouver. We've got Vancouver minus 170. uh, Home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Canucks, ugly Saturday night performance against the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, Sloppy in their own zone. Kind of hung Thatcher Demko out to dry, although there was a couple goals I thought Demko could have had, to be honest. It wasn't his best game. In fact, that's two games in a row Demko's looked a little human. After uh, being on a terrific run, uh, I'd expect this whole team to play a lot better. I don't know if I want to give Seattle too much credit for hanging tough against Calgary uh, two to one. Because if you watch that game, Calgary controlled it. They had the puck most of the night. They heavily outshot Seattle still, if not for some goal posts. And Grubauer played one of his better games. And there were some wide open nets. Kachuk missed one. Gaudreau missed one. Uh, Lindholm missed one, even though he did eventually get a goal. And Rasmus Anderson, the blue liner for Calgary, he was on a two-on-one rush, and there was a wide open, a yawning cage, as Doc Emmerich would say, uh, and he just could not put it in. It was a wide open, gaping net, and he shot it completely wide. I mean, there were a bunch of just prime scoring chances that Calgary missed out on against Seattle uh, in that game. So I don't know if I want to give the Kraken too much credit for, oh, yeah, you you took Calgary down to the wire, that Red Hot Flames team. I don't know about that could have been 6-1 if Calgary is just more clinical, to use a soccer term, and surgical finishing uh, around the front of the net. So uh, definitely uh, something to keep an eye on here. Bruce Boudreaux has been very nice with his team so far. He's been complimentary. He's been, you know, trying to be that nice teacher that's going to give you a pat on the back even when you screw up. Not after Saturday night. First time we've really seen Bruce kind of crack the whip. He said, we got to get over our woe is me attitude. You, you, You know, you cannot get Uh, that much uh, down and disgruntled and distressed and play that poorly. When something goes wrong against you so early in the game, they gave up that first goal and what the first minute and they never rebounded from that. So it was kind of that first tongue lashing that Bruce Boudreaux's given his Vancouver Canucks team since uh, he's been the head coach there. So I would expect a much better performance from Vancouver. I do like them in regulation here. Obviously that's the way you got to go if you like Vancouver, because you don't, necessarily want to lay a minus 170 here uh, with the Canucks in this spot but I think they're sitting on a very strong effort here uh, coming off that debacle seven to four the other night against the Anaheim Ducks so I like Vancouver here and you can get the minus 110 uh, in regulation so that's a pretty pretty solid price i expect their best the one thing about seattle is yeah their goaltending from grubauer was better i'd expect he'll be in net tonight as well but still having trouble consistently generating offense that continues to be a problem so uh, i'd expect uh, vancouver to bounce back here i like them uh, in regulation Dempco's already been confirmed uh, as their starting goaltender tonight and by the way i didn't mention it in the toronto montreal game but your goaltenders there are going to be peter marasik for toronto They're going to give um, Fred, um, not Frederick Anderson, the X leave. Uh, He will play today for Carolina. They're going to give um, Jack Campbell uh, the rest tonight. So it'll be uh, Peter Morazic for Toronto. And obviously with Montreal on a back-to-back, Andrew Hammond started yesterday. It'll be Samuel Montembeau uh, in net for them tonight uh, against Toronto. Uh, Alex, what do you think here with uh, Seattle and Vancouver?
1: You know, the more I look at it, the more I like this first period over as well. Vancouver's uh, been trending in that spot with four in a row. And like you said, you know, they're like giving up goals, they're scoring goals. Uh, and the fact that Boudreaux, you know, like you said, kind of cracked the whip a little bit and, and getting on these guys, trying to shake them up and, and wake them up a little bit against the Seattle team that we know for the most part has been kind of porous defensively. Uh, and this is definitely one of those, you know, I, I thought for sure when when they announced Seattle was getting a team a couple of years ago, I'm like, wow, well, you know, the, the you know big rivalries should naturally be Vancouver. These are two cities that historically do not like each other. Uh, so far, Vancouver has gotten the best of Seattle in the first two meetings. So you wonder if Seattle, hey, you know, we're going into enemy territory, division game. Maybe they'll try to, get, you know, get riled up to get a, to get a win uh, against their natural city rivals. Something that you know yet to be seen yet. But uh, you know, this is a Vancouver team that you know just kind of floundering up and down. I just feel like at some point we're going to see them kind of take that that step down, much like San Jose's done where they're gonna kinda of play themselves out of the playoff pitcher uh, eventually. So this is a big win for them. If they're gonna stay afloat, you know, you gotta win this game. And for Seattle, just you know, at this point they're kind of playing for Pride uh most of the second half of the season. I think this is a win a win. So this is a, a game where both teams should be geared up. I think we should see some goals early. So I like this first period over. You can get it uh as cheap as a dollar fifteen or even a dollar twenty.
2: All right, Alex, like in the first period over here uh, with uh, Seattle and uh, Vancouver, there are some injuries on the blue line for Vancouver. Kyle Burroughs, they've already obviously got injured Saturday night. They have obviously been without Tucker Poolman for a while. And the big one is Oliver ekman Larson Saturday night. Uh, he left that game due to injury uh, in the third period. Uh, Boudreaux said he didn't have an update on uh, ekman Larson's status after the game. It looked like a leg or a knee injury, to be quite honest. Day to day. I, I don't think he'd play tonight, although he hasn't been ruled out tonight yet either. So uh, we'll keep an eye. Maybe pregame skate will know for sure his status, or as Don Cherry would call him, Oliver Lawson Tossum. Uh, we'll see uh, if he's able to uh, suit up uh, and be on the ice for the uh, Vancouver uh, Canucks tonight. But, uh, you know, you're always, I, I, I'm just saying probably not because it's a lower leg. It's a leg injury. It's a knee injury. I, I don't really envision him being able to return tonight but we'll see closer to a puck drop on that so that is concerning i mean i don't know if more brad hunt and luke shen is a good thing uh, on the uh, blue line for the uh, vancouver canucks you're talking about you know mid defensemen that are just you know they're plundering they're basically you know they're they're lumbering defensemen they're not exactly loaded with foot speed either of those two guys so uh we'll see if, if they have to get more minutes could be a little dicey for Vancouver, but the good news is I expect their team, I expect them to be very structured tonight after giving up seven to Anaheim hanging Demko out to dry, so even with the defensive injuries, I'd expect a tighter uh, back end for uh, Vancouver and it's not like Seattle's one of the better offensive teams in the NHL. So we'll see how that one plays out tonight, Seattle and Vancouver in the late night hours. Great stuff with Alex B. Smith uh, and Andrew McGinnis here on the Monday edition of the Ice Guys. We've got lots coming up this week. Tomorrow is a big day for the show. We're going to have our regular daily show, 2 p.m. Eastern, breaking down the Tuesday card, six games. And we're going to have Cheshire Cat, a special guest joining us tomorrow on the show. And we're going to try to work in a weekly, like during the Monday to Friday shows, a weekly special guest involving a viewer or listener of the show. Uh, It would be great, you know, just to make you feel like we want to include you in the show. We always try to make it a family event here, the ice guys. So, Uh, We're definitely going to look to try to get some of our viewers and listeners on the rest of the season as special guests. Uh, I definitely have already sent out a message to Chris Otto, too, to join us in the near future. We're looking forward to having him hopefully uh, uh, be able to find time to uh, join us on our daily show. A bunch of – anyone else, too, that's – we could even bring, you know, Rich H. on the show, you know, who's in our chat every day. Anybody, uh, you know, MDR, Mr. Nika, go on down the list, anybody. Uh, that wants to join the uh, show as a special guest help us break down the card the door is open so just uh, contact any one of us and uh, we'll make sure we get you on we'll try to do a weekly uh viewer listener special guest spot here uh, on the uh, ice guys show Uh, all right let's talk DraftKings sportsbook official sports betting uh partner of course uh, of the nba uh, and nhl Uh, the nba is back thursday Uh, New customers can bet just $1 on any NBA team, get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Uh, If DraftKings uh, Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win that's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA and NHL must be 21 years of age or older minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER void where prohibited minimum $5 deposit download the DraftKings Sportsbook app sign up for an account use the promo code THPN all right Best bets to wrap it up. We already heard Andrew's best bet. uh, Toronto-Montreal over one and a half in the first period.
1: Uh, Alex, what do you like for best bet? I usually try to give out something different if we're all liking the same thing. But with a short card, I'm going to roll with that as well. Leafs and Habs, first period over. Uh, Like I said, grab it now at minus $1.35 or $1.40. I think we could see a goal there early. So we may not have enough time to grab the adjusted number. But uh, I like it just the same. Montreal has been uh horrible giving up goals in the first period they i think they failed to cash seven straight now uh as far as the puck line goes so i know a lot of people like leaf's pu- first period puck line as well but i like the then they like both teams to at least get some kind of uh, offense going and some kind of pace of play going so first period over one and a half minus a dollar 40 will make the best bet tonight
2: all right first period over one and a half toronto montreal for uh, alex b smith his uh, best bet uh, for this Monday card. And yes, to answer a uh, rich too. Yeah. Jared McCann is the one player on Seattle. I'd be most confident in betting a goal scorer prop for sure. Jared McCann has been pretty solid for them uh, all season long, especially of late. So no argument there. All right. My best bet's been a nice run, uh, with the uh, best bets, Edmonton on Saturday, Buffalo, Columbus over the total on uh, Sunday. Uh, we're going back to another uh, total here, uh, Winnipeg, Calgary over six for me. Uh, this is a game that's late this afternoon, 4.00 PM. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Pacific. So make sure you get it in on time. Winnipeg-Calgary, over six. I also have a smaller bet on the Jets. I think they've got a shot uh, in that game as a big underdog. But we'll go with Winnipeg-Calgary, over six, uh, for my best bet for this Monday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Big Tuesday on tap, daily show, 2 p.m. Eastern, with special guest Cheshire Cat. And then the Betcast, 7 p.m. Eastern, You know the drill, six games on tap, live betting, shoot the baloney, shoot the shit on the air with everybody joining us on the stream. Uh, Bring your favorite adult beverages. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun again and try to make some money again uh, on a Tuesday night with the Ice Guys Betcast uh, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith and Andrew McGinnis, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Monday night. Enjoy the rest of your holiday Monday. Enjoy the games and good luck as well. We will talk to you again tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.